do 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 switch mania playcast welcome to episode 54 of the switch mania playcast we heard your wishes jp is not here i think he just imploded for not getting the uh, english cover of olympic games <laughs> he might have <laughs> we are we have a jp list episode again it's been a while since one of these well, I can say what what did I uh, what did I text you with Barry? I said JP won't be on because he's got a date. He's got a hot date. Hot date. Yeah, Mrs. JP um, definitely superseded tonight's recording for JP. <laughs> like as the the first thing Barry says is, of course, on the game he's been looking forward to. Yeah, he he has. <laughs> he's really been looking forward to Clubhouse games. Really super excited about it. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to suggest it as our next game yeah. because I know he wants to play it. I was, I'm doing a good fail for him, you know, helping him out. Let him have a reason to extra play it. Like, so he's playing it for enjoyment and the playcast. And then he's not even going to be here for the episode. <laughs> but I can't complain. You know, the wife comes first. Yeah, I mean, it's true. And, I mean, ironically, as I bought the game for this playcast, I was going to yes. wait on it, um, I, which is pretty funny. And then in episode 55, next episode, when JP tries to talk about clubhouse games, we're just going, nope, nope, <laughs> missed your opportunity, JP. <laughs> Not talking about clubhouse games in next episode. If there's any squeaking on the podcast, I do have to apologize. Uh, there can't be an episode that goes by without audio issues, and I am like manually tethered to my television to listen to the um, audio so it doesn't double record because my Bluetooth headset was doing dumb things. <laughs> That's pretty useful. As per usual, so there might be some squeakiness as I try to move so my back doesn't see so. <laughs> like, my goodness. Um, well, the hypothesis is that it was running out of batteries, and for some reason, even though you know when we're recording, you didn't plug it in to charge. I've been at work all day. <laughs> I didn't realize it was still sitting here. <laughs> oh, I record it every day. And it does sound like there's a storm, so maybe we'll have a power outage during the playcast. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. The best part is, though, is I already anticipated that, and I'm recording a different way than normal. So hopefully we're good. My goodness. But um, So as always, the Switch Collector is for sale. And I said for sale, not for pre-order, because it is in the warehouse. Backers will begin receiving their copies soon. Um, I will be manually inputting everybody's addresses into the warehouse, because if I do that, they'll individually bubble wrap every book. If I don't, they might or they might not follow the packaging instructions. So I will be spending a bunch of hours making sure that every backer gets their books properly bubble wrapped, because... I'm here for you. <laughs> oh, I love it, though. Um, that's, that's the irony is that, like, having things automated is great, but um, I want to make sure that they package everything correctly. So that's just me. Um, also, I sent Barry a picture. What did I send you a picture of, Barry? You sent me an awesome picture of the arcade cabinets for the Switch Collector, which looks so good. Yeah, and so that was done by Small Change Arcade by Matt, um, and they're amazing. Like, so the ones I showed off on the Kickstarter page, they were like done by a guy on like Etsy or something, and he um, thought that was you know he does them pretty good. But Matt does awesome arcade style replications. And this art right here is, is printed professionally. 
Um, and it just looks awesome. It actually has a spot on this one that the original didn't where the screen part is a little bit bigger and you can pop it out without it having to slide it back through because you can slide this, the actual switch screen in the top, but now you can like pop it out the front, which is pretty cool. So I may or may not have one or two left over. It depends. I do know I typically order one or two extra just in case when I ship it to somebody in case it like you know, gets manhandled in shipping. I always like to have an extra, especially with a special item like this. Like, last thing I want is somebody to get something that's, like, trashed because of shipping or something. And they'll be bubble-wrapped to the to the nines, but let's hope. <laughs> well, I hope nothing is destroyed. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. They look um, so good, though. So I always say at the beginning of the episodes, like, as always, leave us a rating on the Apple Podcast, <laughs> and we appreciate it. And we are there. However... Um, this is the first week because last week we were um, kind of working into it. We're actually recording and publishing our podcast on Anchor.fm now. Um, so it's like Anchor.fm slash Switchmania. Um, and on there, it has a really cool feature, which was like our main thing that we liked. Um, and that's listeners can record a message that we'll be able to hear. And then we can input it and add it to the podcast. So Barry and I went back and forth a little bit before we recorded. And we're like, hey, so what would be a cool thing? Barry has a crazy one, but we have to have JP on for it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But um, my one was, um, what is your favorite item for the Nintendo Switch that you own? Like, So for all the listeners, what's your favorite item for the Nintendo Switch that you own? So, a couple examples that I gave Barry that I have, um, and then I'll tell my favorite item. But I have, like, a resin save statue for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, that was made at a convention uh, over in Austin. It was really awesome. Like, goes perfect with the Amiibos um, that I have for Breath of the Wild on top of my collector's edition. So, that's a cool one. I have a Another couple cool things like the metal cartridges for Turok from Limited Run. Those are pretty rad. Um, and of course, you know, I got all the custom stuff for the Switch Collector, but I don't really count those because I made those, so that'd be kind of an easy one. Um, my favorite item, though, by far, is the pin switch that I ordered. And so that's, you know, the Nintendo uh, yes. <laughs> Switch pinball machines. You put the, you put the, uh, screen in there it actually connects to a connector and then you actually have you know tactile buttons on the side so you can play pinball and it works with all the uh tape mode games i even tried playing donkey kong versus the arcade archives donkey kong on there the arcade and it plays good like it's it's ridiculous like that's awesome yeah so that's definitely my favorite item for for the switch that i own it's definitely a custom item but like Barry was like, yeah, I like all my games the same. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, like, I, I was like, okay, JP, question. okay, JP. Well, no, I had a harder time with this simply because, you know, with a lot of my collection, a lot of, you know, what makes them favorites is not necessarily the item, but it's a story behind how I obtain the item. You know, the years of searching, the people I've met, the, yeah. you know, sometimes just getting lucky and stumbling upon things. And with the Switch, since it's still so new and so relevant. Um, a lot of the stuff is, is significantly easier to find. I mean, oh, I missed this game, Amazon.com. There it is, boom. Um, so I think, 
you know, while I have a lot of great games that I do do value besides, you know, just the, the games I enjoy, but stuff like, you know, the Bayonetta Nonstop Climax Edition, you know, Lovers, you know, in terms of expensive games, um, I think that comes with the territory for having them all. But for me, I think is the Steelbooks. The, I just, there's something about the Switch Steelbooks that I really like. I've loved hunting them down, and some of them have been significantly harder to get. Um, and that's thanks to Nintendo of America thinking we do not like steelbooks for some stupid reason. And uh, Nobody collects sure, them, Barry. Nobody, nobody collects them. Literally nobody. nobody. European and Japanese editions for steelbooks. Never. Um, we'll get to that a little <laughs> later in the episode. But yeah. uh, I, I'd say my favorite of all the steelbooks by far is, is the official Link's Awakening steelbook. Because the Game Boy one? It looks like a Game oh, Boy, which, so which cool. is how I played that game. I think it's just so rad and so cool. And also, not only is Link's Awakening uh, my favorite Zelda game ever since you know I originally played it as a kid up until now, including the Switch remake, but it was also the symbol of the very first episode of my time on the Playcast and how I got onto the Playcast to begin with. So it's extra special. Aww. No. <laughs> I, I need like a button here with like... <laughs> <laughs> different sound effects like we're on a radio show like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately uh, they released that in the US right Bear? Hmm. No, it did not I had to import that from <laughs> Europe <laughs> and uh, Singapore actually <laughs> oh my right now. I actually never got that one but I was telling Barry before we recorded like I have a custom one that has art on it like drawn art and I think I got it just like on eBay. It may still be on eBay, but it's a, it's a custom steelbook that has the Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening art on it, and it's it's really cool. It's for the Switch too. Like custom steelbooks are a whole new new rabbit hole. I do not want to go down. I Official love... ones are bad enough. <laughs> well, I'm a Zelda fanatic. I mean, I have multiple Zelda tattoos, so I'm a bit of a fan. Bit of a fan. But, Bit of a fan. But yeah, we definitely want to hear um, from the listeners. Uh, what is your favorite item that you have for your Nintendo Switch? Is it something like that you're tied to like nostalgically? Did you have a cool story of getting something? Let us know. If you have the Anchor app, you can record right from that app um, and give us your feedback. Or if you go to anchor.fm slash switchmania in your browser, you can also see it in there and use your microphone and your computer to record. So you have multiple ways. We're trying this out. Um, I think it's pretty cool and interactive. Unfortunately, though, uh, Barry, Anchor does not show all of our previous quote-unquote data. So it looks like we have like three listens on some of our episodes when in reality, like <laughs> they've been around for years and like it doesn't count all the old stuff. Um, yeah, well, that's, I think that's part of the thing when you also, you're on a new platform and you, we've, we're on so many other platforms that it's, yeah. you know, it's hard to tell. Yeah, but so. No, I think that, I think that's cool. I want to I hear from the listeners and I want to hear, you know, yeah. get, get your voice on the playcast. We want to hear from you. We want to include you in the show. And uh, I, I like this. I hope this, this becomes a thing that we keep doing this every episode. Oh, I, I think it'll be fun. And um, my other thing that I like is that I don't think we're limited to only 50 episodes like we were on the previous feed. So I should be able to upload our old episodes on there too, That like the pre-bury. But like, like yep. I think there's like seven episodes or so that are like not in our feed. So those with podcast apps should be able to go back and listen to those. 
I just hope that TV I can... episodes and they're four hours long. Or <laughs> yeah, some of those were brutal. <laughs> finding your footing. That's all. just finding your footing. <laughs> finding your footing. That's like season one. <laughs> yeah, you can actually do seasons on there too. So it's it's really cool. It's really versatile. Um, the other question is is like, should we do funny ads? Because if we do ads, like we actually talk them. And then the podcast can earn a couple dollars. Maybe we can get JP like a microphone that doesn't crap out on him, or I, myself. I think that'd be fine. <laughs> I mean, come on, we can we can pitch stuff, and people will be like, "You suck. Why are you pitching cat litter?" And be like, "Hey, come on, it's cat litter. What? Don't you need cat litter? Everyone needs cat litter." Well, I, I do know the one that we're approved for is literally Anchor.fm, so it'd be something like what I talked about just to show you how to record. But it's like some spiel we got to do. There's there's what like a few things we have to say, and then we just talk on however we want. So I mean, if listeners are okay with it, we'll throw it somewhere in conveniently, um, and it'll help the podcast raise money. If people are vehemently against it, like we don't need to raise money for it. I'm just thinking like. Every time JP's like <laughs> recording crazy, it's like, yeah, we can get him some some equipment. That's usually what podcasts use that stuff for, anyways. Or we can put it at the end if it still earns money after the music. Yeah. After the music. After the music. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like, like a VH1, you know, series. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is we could record directly in that app, but um, yeah, I don't really think I want to because then it's limited. Like you can only use like thirty seconds of a song or whatever, and it's like, no, nope, I'm gonna do what I do. <laughs> Do our normal. So, um, has there been any news? I've literally been off the internet. I know that there was a game release, the big launch that some people have been waiting for for 20 years, but, like, I've literally not seen anything. So, I'm actually going to be reacting, like, for real on this stuff, because I haven't been online. (laughs) It's been quite a bit, and I'm sure I'm going to miss something, and one listener will be like, you forgot this. I don't know. I apologize. JP, actually... JP will have it all like in a, in a chart, you know, with bullet points and all and that. Zero not, breaths. So, <laughs> zero breaths. So, um, we did have a Pokemon Presents on yeah. the 17th. This is which, the one I heard about. <laughs> yeah, this had a bunch of stuff, including Pokemon Smile, which is a teeth brushing app, which is free. There's the Cafe Mix, which is a puzzle game that's going to be on the Switch and mobile, and it's a free to start game, but it's going to have in app purchases. Um, there's the Pokemon Go updates. There's the Isle, uh, the Isle of Armor, I believe, is the first part of the Pokemon Sword Shield uh, expansion pass that is launched. Oh. And, of course, the biggest thing is Pokemon Snap, or in the typical Nintendo naming convention, new Pokemon Snap, because... Oh, is it new? Why not? It's called new Pokemon Snap. Well, you it's know what's new. great? In 10 years from now, it'll still be called new Pokemon Snap. Like, thanks. Snap. They're a new 3DS. Um, their naming sucks. Um, they could have called this Pokemon Snap 2, Pokemon Snap with a subtitle. Regardless, it's been 20 years. Um, I'm super excited for this. Did you play the original on the N64? Oh, yeah. I definitely played the original, but it was like a rental game for me. Um, yeah, was- so I'm not like super like, oh, my God, we got Pokemon Snap. Like, it, it'll be cool. Um, I think really like my daughter's going to dig it if I could pull her away from Gotcha Life and Minecraft and all that like then i think she would really like it but um i mean we'll probably do it for the play guys sometime and i'll i'll be oh, playing yeah. it like, nah, it looks great we also got and uh this happened on the 16th we got a interesting little tweet with a video 
Um, with, with my Square Enix for Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. It really? is a it is a rhythm game in the vein of like the theater rhythm games from the 3DS for Final Fantasy, but this is all Kingdom Hearts. It's going to have over 140 songs, including Disney songs. It's going to have 140 over Holy 140. cow! That's a lot of songs. It's going to have different types of gameplay. Um, in the, in the rhythm scene, like some, you know, like you're running towards the screen or away from the screen and like a 3d and some you're going like 2d side scroller. And if you play the theater rhythm game, there were like, you know, the field levels and there were battle levels and there were uh, like the, I think it was like a dungeon level as well. Um, it was really interesting how they broke up the music. So I'm kind of curious how they're going to do this as well. Hmm. But some people were a little upset because in typical kingdom hearts fashion, there is brand new story sequences that are being put into this game. <laughs> People who don't like rhythm games are going to have to either play this or YouTube these scenes. Um, <laughs> I don't really care about the story of Kingdom Hearts at this point. It's so convoluted, but I, I love rhythm games, and I'm so looking forward to this. Uh, I don't know if this oh. interests you at all, Jeff, but it's um, just coming to the Switch. It's the first one to the Switch for Kingdom Hearts. So I was a huge fan of, like, even back in the day, like, the DDR stuff and all that. Like, it was just, just interactive, like, playing with music games was always fun for me like Guitaria Rock Band amazing um I liked the theater rhythm one was cool I don't think I ever got it though but I feel like having that on the Switch will be perfect um yeah I don't know if the music I'm gonna dig it but if it's Disney then we're good because we could have even Star Wars and Marvel and everything right yep so possible I think it would be pretty pretty rad. I mean, I, I was like, is there 140 Kingdom Hearts songs? <laughs> well, it's going to include Disney stuff, too. Yeah, so it's like, so that makes it more exciting. Um, I don't know how much I would play it right now because, you know, backlog and all, but <laughs> if we play for the Playcast, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I'll definitely got it. That's how you um, get me so, so there's uh, other things. There is going to be... Um, this is this little bit of future events here. Um, there's a Pokemon Presents coming on the 24th, so we'll be before our next playcast, and there's going to be some kind of surprise, something big that they're going to be revealing. Uh, the rumor is that it's going to be the Let's Go versions of Gold and Silver. Um, could it be a Ooh. new generation? Could it be a brand new? You know, who knows? But that's those are the rumors. But we'll see that next week. Man, I really need to get to playing freaking Pokemon Shield. Like I haven't even started it yet. Like, um, I mean, I got a, I got a Xenoblade to beat, and yes, I still like haven't started since Prison Island, so I gotta continue, and I got a lot more fun with that. Oh, you did you did a little since Prison Island. Did I? You did the you did the next chapter? I oh believe. my gosh! See, that's the problem when I don't play a game for <laughs> like I I'm bad about that. I'm glad that there's a little bit of a you can press the R two button to get a little bit of a story yeah. update, because like oh my goodness, like it would have been. Final Fantasy twelve all over again where I started up like a month later and I'm like, ah, I don't even know where I am anymore. Ah, okay, I'm done. <laughs> like I like it's it sucks. Like I hate getting busy, but work was work was brutal this week and then I wanted to play the playcast game and our dollar game, so You know, those are the priorities. Yeah. Speaking of next week, um, this is next Tuesday, the 23rd, okay. so it is uh, the day before this Pokemon Presents, is going to be the New Game Plus Expo, um, which mm. which we've known about this, but they've actually released the schedule. Oh, so, yeah, I think I saw like a post, like, okay. Yeah, 
So the schedule starts uh, at 12 p.m. Eastern or 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, and it's all going to be streaming, but the schedule is Inti Creates is at 12. Right. I'm, I'm saying Eastern time, so convert if you're Pacific or, or Central or Mountain. Um, or on the Natsume other side of the world. <laughs> or on the other side of the world, yeah. 12.30 Eastern uh, is Natsume. Uh, Sega Atlas is at 1. PM Studios, JP is definitely going to be watching, is at 1.30. Little Spoon, JP. <laughs> <laughs> Idea Factory International will be at 2. Gung Ho Online Entertainment America will be at 3. So Idea Factory is having a full hour. Um, Gung Ho is going to have an hour, too. At 4 o'clock is going to be NAS America. They have an hour. 5 o'clock is going to be Way Forward. Another hour for them. SNK is going in at 6 and playism ends the night at 6:30. So there is Sounds definitely cool. going to be uh, a lot of hopefully really good announcements and good stuff shown. So this is we didn't get E3, we didn't get the day of press conferences like that Monday, last Monday I think it would have been. So so this is definitely going to be the uh... <laughs> you're you're talking, I can hear you. But I, they can, it didn't pick up on the uh, microphone. I muted it. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you. you can um, hear me, Bear. Uh, yeah, I, I had to have my daughter uh, call my dog and <laughs> shut the door because it was open. Like, I don't want anybody to hear my daughter but, going, hi. Now it's too late. Wait, <laughs> now it's too late. Barry yeah, blew so, my cover. I was trying to be covered. Blew covert. your cover. <laughs> trying to be covered. Um, but yeah, All so right. that's a full, full day of excitement. Um, this is going to be pretty much our new E3, at least our E3 of this year. So It so, sounds yeah. really cool. Like, yeah. I mean, as much as I've been able to see berries, like if it comes up in my, sh- in my like feed on Facebook and like, that's it. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> well, it's... I'll, I'll be tweeting about it. So you just pay attention. I'm sure JP will too. So just pay attention yeah. to Twitter. You'll be fine. So um, I know that well, JP somehow was playing burnout early, which he's a jerk. Yes. And like, it's out what today? It came out today. Yes. Oh yeah. So I don't know though. Cause my wife's like all about burnout revenge and I don't think she likes the open world nature of burnout paradise. Well, it uh, we'll see. I, I I loved Revenge. I loved I loved one, two, three, and Revenge for sure. Me too. But uh, hey, you know, at least we're getting burnout. And speaking of EA, good segue into the last bit of news. Yeah. Um, on the seventeenth, two days ago now, we had EA Play Live twenty twenty, mm. which was EA's press conference for E three. Did you yawn and a lot? <laughs> no. No? I'd be shocked. I, I'll be honest with you. When I go through the E3 press conferences every year, outside of this year, of course, e, uh, EA's is the one I look forward to the least. Yeah. Um, and that's just because usually it's been like an hour on sports and, and Battlefield and stuff I don't really care about. And maybe there's one thing I do care about. or Maybe they'll tease something from Bioware or they'll show something from Bioware where they're butchering it or something. I don't know. But this time... They didn't actually make me put to sleep. Like they started with Apex Legend, a game I'm not really exciting about, but they announced it's coming to Switch with crossplay, and to me that's huge Ooh. because EA has not cared about the Switch. Um, then they also announced that there's going to be like seven more games coming to Switch, or seven total, or something like that. Uh, they did show off new stuff for The Sims, but Sims 4 is not going to Switch, which I still think is really why is this not going to Switch at this point? Because that's a perfect game. But then they showed some indie stuff um, from their EA Originals, and one of them they showed off is called Lost in Random, and that is confirmed to be coming to the Switch, which is great. And uh, What is Lost in Random? It is a brand new um, game from Zoink Games. Uh, it's like a it's like a, a puzzle adventure game 
where like the whole world is designed by fate and it's all like done by a cube like a dice a dice roll determines your fate but you as the character's little girl you have a companion named dicey i believe his name is and he is a uh, he is a dice as well and he can also alter the world so yeah, you could roll the dice and alter your environment or and change the fate of people and it sounds really promising okay and this That's is coming to the switch yeah and there, there's one other thing I, I did forget and it just happened earlier today nintendo has tweeted out that there will be a super smash brothers ultimate presentation on the 22nd at 7 a.m pacific 10 a.m eastern called mr sakurai presents an arms fighter it will be roughly 35 minutes long so we will get our sixth fighter or seventh actual fighter counting piranha plant um we'll find out who or how many arms characters it is and maybe you'll even do like a shadow drop which they've done before and maybe even a teaser for the next character too wouldn't it be funny if they're like yeah so we're gonna have all these characters in season two or pack two and it's all arms characters <laughs> I, I, I hope it's like the Koopa Kids, where it's like one character and just you know they all play so similarly. They all you know like you could have them all in there kind of deal. I hope it's like yeah. that because then Arms at least gets some good representation. Well, it's interesting. Like Arms is one of our least listened to episodes, just because of, I don't know why, but it's weird. Like it, the game's fun. I don't know why. It's like people just didn't catch on as much as it should have. Well, when we did the ARMS episode, it was, you know, this year. So it was, you know, a while since it was brand new and fresh. And, yeah, they, sure. they did make it free for a while. And, I, you know, I think when ARMS came out in 2017, the Switch was still starving for great games. I mean, it had Breath of the Wild, it had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you know. But it was, it was still in its infancy. And ARMS hit at a time where it's like people were, like, really hungry for new stuff. And it, it happened a month before Splatoon 2. And I think when Splatoon 2 hit, like arms was kind of like what what arms what and now you're looking at you know 2020 uh, over three years of fantastic great games and every game has to compete with every other game for your attention and unfortunately arms kind of you know it kind of fell to the wayside which is a shame because it really is a good game and they've added a lot to it so hopefully this brings some notoriety back but it is a nintendo ip and it's great to see it get some love here yeah, I mean, I think it's smart on Nintendo to bring back more interest because the game's still out there, right? Yeah. Um, and I do know that they had a Smash Brothers tournament last weekend. Yes. Um, I tried to watch some of it, and like when I clicked, it's like, now we're having technical difficulties after like two seconds, oh, and I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I try. <laughs> I, I didn't even try. No, not, in, not of interest, huh? I, I like the tournaments, but like I missed like when they did like the world championship tournament. Like that was cool. Yeah. Um, I really loved loved seeing that. But but see that was that was also part of like the E three spectacle, or if it was part of like Evo spectacle. Um, you kind of get in the moment. You, you're you're lost in the hype kind of deal. Or you're swept up in the hype, as opposed to just here's a random tournament. Um, on a Tuesday. Um, what? Okay. So it does didn't catch me as well. But speaking of, of, you know, those type of events, E3, did you hear the news about PAX West? No. Yeah, they announced this week as well um, that PAX West uh, will not be happening in the same vein. Instead, it's going to be PAX Online. Oh. Uh, you go to online.paxsite.com is where you can read about it. And apparently it's going to be free. So it's going to be... Interesting. 
you know, I never get to go to PAX, especially not PAX West. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be trying it out. But I, it looks to me like all conventions are, are done this year. Like, they're all going to be online or canceled. Yeah, because I've seen a bunch of them shift over to, like, September, October. And, like, there were a few that I was a guest at, like Classic Game Fest or um, Retro Game Con. And now they're, like, the same weekend or Empire City Con. Like, a couple of them, like, one on the East Coast and one in Texas, they're the same weekend now because they're all trying to squeeze to the right. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I can only go to one, and wherever I'm invited as a guest is where I'm going to go, usually. Well, I'll say this. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on any of them happening for sure at this mm-hmm. point, especially with all these, you know, increases going on. I would, I would play everything close to, you know, close to your hands and just well you know what that's probably not going to happen it's either going to go online or it's going to be canceled um like new york comic con hasn't been officially canceled yet but um san diego comic con was and even like dc is doing their own thing now they're doing like a dc fandom which i believe is happening in august august 22nd and they're going to do like dc games and dc movies and tv shows and do panels and that's also free um as well so maybe we'll get some new game news there but this is their answer to san diego comic-con going out so it really wouldn't surprise me if those two cons um you're talking about are don't happen yeah i mean i hope they do but i'm not gonna hold my breath and i mean in all honesty my main job doesn't let me travel yet so um (laughs) but i am starting (laughs) full-time now i'm going away from like every other week to full-time again so i'm back in the office so we'll see how long that lasts (laughs) yeah for real like you're not wrong and yeah you know, it'll be interesting to see if, if anything can go back to normal but i think we're going to be in a a somewhat um limited capacity for the remainder of the year like we'll see though easily yeah. and into next year this vaccine isn't going to happen overnight and even if it even if it miraculously came about how many people will not take it just because they're scared of the side effects and mm. they want to see how it's going to react. And then who knows, even if it works, like the flu vaccine, there's no guarantee you still won't get the flu because it's different strands. So Half the, the time thing. I get this flu anyways. Yeah, so with the coronavirus, you know, we don't know. So it, there's a lot of unknowns in this world. Um, so it's, it's good to, you know, instead to sit back, relax, and just not worry about it and try to enjoy some video games like Clubhouse games. Like clubhouse games and Barry just did a perfect segue, <laughs> so I think we should uh, talk about it. What do you think? I'm game if you are. Oh, game! <laughs> All right. Um. So the game of the episode is Clubhouse Games Fifty One Worldwide Classics plus a bonus. <laughs> plus a bonus. Plus a bonus. Um. So from the summary, uh, play and discover fifty one board games, tabletop games, and more, all in one package. Uh, this diverse collection includes games from all over the world, across multiple genres, from familiar favorites like chess to international hits like Mancala that have been around for hundreds of years. So, um, interesting, interesting beast. Uh, developed by ND Cube and, of course, Nintendo. Um, published by Nintendo. So it's them going and doing a kind of like a follow-up to the Clubhouse games that was on the DS systems, right? Was it 3DS or regular DS? Nope, it was the original DS. Original DS, yeah. Um, played up to four players. There's also like a, a few different weird modes you can do and 
um, I'm sure we'll go into our own stories. <laughs> um, so my story, um, I played a couple different days. The first day when I got it, because I didn't get in the mail till Tuesday, so like a couple days ago. Um, so I started playing some of them, went straight to uh, the gamey ones. So I was playing the mechanical tennis, and I was playing... There's a few others like boxing, so you almost have like the Rock'em Sock'em Robots, which is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, play Connect Four and golf. I had to play golf because I heard that the courses were based off of NES golf, and they are. So that That's was pretty awesome. cool. And NES golf is also the Wii Sports Golf. So um, I wasn't able to play the Wii bowling mode of, of uh, Clubhouse games because they do have bowling. But I did play flick bowling, so you literally like flick up your finger on the screen in handheld mode. It was so weird, and I definitely jacked it up a bunch of times. Like I didn't do it right, but it was pretty crazy. Um, some of the games are weird, of course. So like they have like the Moncala and some of the other ones. I tried some Shogi, the mini Shogi. Took me a long time. It's it's very um, similar to like checkers or chess with how pieces move. And luckily, that like what it does is it not only does it have like a really quick tutorial, probably not enough to learn it actually, but it also shows you where the pieces move, so you don't have to memorize how the little pieces move. Because you know that's the thing about chess is you know the the way that the rook moves, it goes in mm-hmm. straight lines. Well, it, that's the same thing in shogi. Is it each piece moves in certain ways, and then when you go to, across it, like a, like in checkers, you do a king me, and it it like changes. And then somehow some pieces come back on the board eventually. And um, fortunately, there's like a correction button, which I'm not sure if all the games have it, but there's like you press a button, you can go back a move, which is pretty cool. So that was really interesting. The 52nd game is a, just play the piano, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, it's just a piano. Just a piano, uh, which is pretty They don't fun. even label it 52, it's just now. at the end. They're like, you want to unwind? Play this. Um, it's a freebie. Like, you can't complain about it. Yeah. So um, the one thing that I did was, though, is I um, had my wife play with me a little bit. I pulled her away from Animal Crossing for a, a couple minutes, only a couple. <laughs> and we did the handheld mode. Not the handheld mode, but the touch screen within handheld or whatever. So basically, I put it on my couch in between us, and we played some air hockey. And so then we were just hitting the air hockey back and forth. And we played uh, checkers, and my wife's not a big fan of checkers, but her comment, though, was, man, this feels, so with the touchscreen mode, it feels just like a phone port, which is interesting. <laughs> it does. Like it, yeah, and it does. It feels just like, it's just like playing on the phone, just with a little bit bigger screen. But, of course, you can still play, like, on their big TV with controllers, so you still get the video gaming side, too. So it's also um, checkers. I mean, it's pretty basic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also um, the same deal with uh, air hockey, right? Like we were. Did it, did it control well? Like yeah, yeah. Responsive and all that. Yeah, it, rec- it, it controlled pretty good. Um, I didn't have any issues with it. It was different than playing on because I also played air hockey by myself when I did the single mode. And what I liked is is that you use a joystick to to move the the air hockey paddle back and forth but if you press a button it does like a quick shove forward so you can like kind of spike it which is pretty cool. nice yeah that was pretty fun but um you you can't spike it when you're using just your fingers in touch mode 
But, um, you know, it was, it was pretty fun. I couldn't pull my daughter away from Minecraft to play with me any, at all. Aww. Kind of lame. But, um, so, so what was your experiences, Bear? Um, so, yeah, I, I popped this in after I finished Xenoblade. And I went through most of the games. I didn't, I didn't play them all. I didn't do anything like the bowling where I needed to use the, um, the Joy-Cons. I, I just did everything with the Pro Controller. But I, the thing that surprised me the most uh, is that there's achievements in this game. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, objectives, beating NPCs, you know, the computer on certain difficulties or winning by certain points. And, you know, it, it let you, like, master certain games. And if you really want to go, like, if you want to play completionist style and you want to master all of these games, some are as simple as winning one match and you master it because it's, it's just simple. But others take a long time. Uh, and I, I thought that was really cool to just give added depth, to give something to, to look for and to hunt for. And it was there's unlockables, too. Like, I unlocked some, like, Mario-themed cards to play with. And I was like, oh. Oh, like Hanafuda, really cool. right? No, I, I think there might be Hanafuda or there might be just, like, playing oh. cards for, like, you know. Because if you played Hanafuda and locked, like, Mario ones, it would be interesting if they were the same card set that Club Nintendo released back in the day. Because I have a set uh, of those. It, it might. I, it looked similar. It was either Hanafuda or it was like for Texas Hold'em and stuff like that. Oh, okay, cool. To use like playing. So I, I didn't go through and check, but I did unlock that. I was like, that was really neat. I don't know if there's more unlockables. I just didn't do them all. Um, I didn't touch like chess or checkers only because I, I play those games to death. But stuff mm-hmm. like Mencala. I, uh, my wife loves Mencala. She just took over that. Um, the Rock'em Sock'em was cool. Um, I played the uh, Nine Men's Morris was really weird. Um, not, yeah, not I tried that. that. I don't know what the hell. Um, hair and hounds. It seems like impossible to lose if you're the hare, and impossible to win if you're the hounds. It's just really, that's a weird game. But again, it's an older game. It's not like Nintendo made it up. Yeah. Um, the uh, I was trying to think of some of the other really. Pres- I wasn't a fan of President. I like uh, Mahjong. Tech- oh Mahjong, yeah. Well, I was surprised Mahjong has like a whole bunch of different uh, lots tables and stuff like different setups like as many as you would see in like one of the like the eShop games versions yeah yeah or the even the i was thinking more like the old school pc games like majan master that my grandmother used to play uh and it's complete in there so i'm like oh that's really really cool um i wasn't a fan of like the toy soccer or the foosball like it was just it was really confusing with the game with the um <laughs> joy con and slot, slot slot cars was really hard as well because it's one of those where you know you pull push the trigger to go faster and you have to slow down around corners like a real slot car but the problem is you're going against the computer and the computer will never fall off the track although i somehow launched myself off the track and it put me down and it put me down at like an x part of the track where both cross right on top of the computer so it knocked the computer off that way. So I thought that was pretty cool that the game would actually let me do that. But, but otherwise, yeah, it just seemed like the computer did not, in my experience, fall off, um, which was kind of annoying because it's like it's really hard to play against somebody who's perfect all the time. <laughs> That's kind of interesting that they did that way because some I mean, of these games like I didn't play. Um, the tanks was interesting. I was um, interested in playing the tanks. The tanks, the tanks I was able to camp the NPCs spawn. Where the, they would come in and shoot at me and they couldn't hit me and then they would die. And I was like, all right, this is kind of <laughs> easy at this point. Yeah. Um, the one that disappointed me, I think, the most, though, was war. 
And the only reason I say that is I loved War as a kid, and it's the easiest game in the world. And my parents hated playing with me just because that that game could take forever sometimes if you're just really unlucky. But I loved it for some reason. I just loved the super simple uh, gameplay of it and the, the thrill of oh, I captured your card. Um, and I was really disappointed in this war because of a couple things. One, you only play one round, so uh. you know p- playing an ace capturing a king doesn't mean anything if it's just one round um but it means something if you keep playing till the other person loses all their cards because now you have a king in your arsenal and that's the way i used to play yeah but the other thing is if you get a war where both parties play the same card when i played and i checked with my wife and, and she grew up in the south and she played the same way i did up here in the north is, is you you turn down three cards over war and then flip the fourth card and if the fourth cards are identical then again you keep doing it until one side wins and then the winner gets all of those cards yeah and and this one it's not you it's one card and you flip it over and like that's it i was like what what you're not spelling war like that was it one card and then you just do it it's pretty much you do it again until you t-capture isn't that just and like high card that's not really war. It's, it's it, it is it's exactly what it is it's high card and i was really huh. disappointed because i'm like this is not war war <laughs> like yeah. this is a staple game so that one really disappointed me because i loved it as a kid and i was really looking forward to to getting some games in just against the computer just to relive my childhood a little bit and this did not work so that was that was a big disappointment for me you want to know what my biggest disappointment was what we talked about this, like, when they announced it. We're like, hey, yeah, we're all going to get together, and we're going to play online together. Yeah. Well, Nintendo did the most Nintendo thing they could have done, which is literally, if you play online, it just randomly matches you with people. Like, yep. we can't even go... We couldn't even go online and, like, record. So I was like, well, I, that's it. I'm not doing the uh, Switch Opita Saturdays. I'm mad. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not doing it. Like, I want to... Yeah, that's... This seems like the perfect game to be able to play with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially during a pandemic. It's like, oh, yeah. You want to get together and play, you know, some of these classic games that you played as a kid with your friends or with your family. Like, oh, you know, my mom or my dad, we, you know, we don't live together, but we used to play Chinese checkers every night or we used to, you know, every, you know, Saturday night. No, oh, now we could do that again. No, you can't. Um, well, it's like it's Nintendo. You could use the same matchmaking you use for NES and Super Nintendo online. And just let us do matchmaking with friends. That would be the smart thing, and I hope there's a patch later on. I hope so. But, but, but like, yeah, it's that's... too little too late. Like, we wanted to play together online. We couldn't. And, like, I was, that was my biggest disappointment. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, we could be playing at night or whatever and play some games while we're sitting there talking smack on Skype or something, because, again, you know, the chat function's also not really there for the Switch yet. No. Um, and it's two weeks old, so you would think if there was going to be a patch, it would have been within the first two weeks on this, unless they're working on it. But, but, yeah, I mean, that was the biggest missed opportunity, and, like, I'm still feeling to this day exactly when you guys talked about the announcement, I'm like, meh. Like, I, I've played it now, and I'm like, mm, it lived up to my meh. Like, it was, it was cool. There's some cool stuff. Now, I said golf has some of the stuff from, um, from NES golf, but there's only a couple yeah. courses. There's, like, three or six. Like, you can't even do, like, a full 18 round, round 18 or anything. Like, you can't do, like, not even nine, I don't think. Maybe there's nine. But, like, I played, like, three courses, and I'm like, okay, um, I wanted to play a full thing of golf. But, so, like, there was a lot of weird 
missed opportunities. But then there's other stuff like Mahjong, which was pretty cool that there was a lot of. But like, and and it was it wasn't sixty dollars, so no. it had that going for it. You know, it wasn't super expensive. I would say for the forty bucks, it's cool. Um, good time passer for those of us with giant backlogs, or you with all of the backlogs. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not gonna probably play it too much unless I can get my daughter to play now because my wife just played it and she didn't like it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's good for like you know it's a Saturday night. Let's get together and you know just play some classic games or something like that. If you don't already own the physical boards, you don't want to actually get the physical boards out. And you know what, Barry, that might be it. Is that we have like a huge board game collection, so yep. like like we have a lot of things. So I was like, yeah, we could play this right here. We could play Connect Four. Or we could actually play Connect Four in real life. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think we'll play in real life. Like I don't know. It's all there though. So. Like dot, dots and boxes was another one. Like I I loved. I did that play that. I did play that. Yeah, I played that as a kid, and it was it was like fun to just be able to just play that again, kind of deal. But my question for you is this: mm-hmm. What did you think of the introductory how to play videos? I skipped them all. Every did you watch any of them? I started listening to it, and the and the voice acting was okay. It wasn't terrible, but they're long. And it didn't yeah. really tell you how to play. It's just a skit. It's like, oh, we're going to... This looks really small. Like for the Shogi one. And I'm like, I, well, I didn't watch the normal Shogi, so I don't get your reference. <laughs> and, yeah, it's just like a little sexist, too. Like there's like one male that's like, like oh, I'm going to kick your butt, female. And I'm like, oh, oh, man. This is Nintendo here we're talking about. And then like you go to the actual instructions, and it's like... One of them, I, th- I think it was Mini Shogi, had looked at the instructions, decided not to play, and it's like, you'll get it when you play it or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you'll understand when you play it. Yeah, like, you, you, know, you have to play it. Like that. You have to play it to get the hang-, hang of it. I'm like, okay, but, like, give me some rules or something. <laughs> like, JP learning how to play all these things, like, his, his big idea, I, I don't think it would happen. I, I really don't think it'll happen. <laughs> like, I don't know, though. Maybe he loved it and he'll... He can't say a bad thing about a game, so there is that. The JP inability to critique a game. Well, the best part is, is we're going to be the Switch Mania Playcast inability to let JP critique this game. (laughs) Uh, Well, we no, we're not, we're not prohibiting him from doing it. He's doing it himself. He has the option. We know when we record. He's choosing to not be here. He's prohibiting himself. He's prohibiting himself on the game he wanted so much. And he's going to listen to this now and go, Damn you, Barry! (laughs) I didn't do anything. I'm here. (laughs) I'm just speaking the truth. (laughs) I came at the recorded time. That's right. Um, So, if we do our recommendations, like, what about you? Um, I think... For forty dollars, there's enough bang for your buck. And the only reason mm-hmm. I said that is because there's fifty-one games, not kind of the piano. There's less than a dollar a game. If you have friends, or if you enjoy, you know, a good number of these games, and you want to shoot for the achievements, because there's that aspect of it too. I've, you know, I have some friends who are just going and trying to master everything. And there's a lot of enough, you know, there's enough content there. Um, I'm not doing that just because I've got a huge backlog, but. If yeah. this was your only game for the month of June or July or whatever, um, you can get you can get some you know legway out of it. Uh, there's some negatives, you know, lack of you know being able to play with you know friends online. 
Um, but if you do have siblings or husband or wife or whatever, and you're living, you know, kids, you, you know, there's a lot of fun to be had, provided that you all want to enjoy classic games. If you if you're not into classic games, or you don't already have the board games, or, or you do already have the board games. It's just not really worth it for you. <laughs> um, so you have to you have to weigh that. But is there enough value here at forty dollars? Yes. Mm-hmm. If this goes on sale, is there value? Absolutely. But this is Nintendo. Nintendo games rarely go on sale. Not saying they won't. Not saying this won't go down to thirty bucks or twenty bucks. You know, Black Friday or something. There's a good chance it will. But there's also a good chance that Nintendo just doesn't print this. It doesn't sell that they want, like that they're expecting, and they just stop prints of this completely and leave it digital only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine. Um, I would say that if they patch in play with friends online, this is a great game to play for forty dollars. Oh, yes. Like without a doubt. As is, it's fun. Um, I really like my, my wife just saying that it feels like a, a phone game. She's not wrong. Now I didn't play anything on the big TV either. So it's like, you only play on the TV. So, um, I don't, I don't think I would ever play this in handheld like sitting around. I think I would want to play it more on a big TV and I'll probably just sit there when I want to play some Mahjong, honestly. Because I love, I love playing Mahjong. And that the fact is is that you can go to all of the different uh, you know, different table layouts and play those off. That's pretty cool. So I'll probably do that. Um, the fact that I have to physically put it into my Switch and take out Xenoblade, though, that's, that's going to be a tough one. Um, I do need to finish well, that. <laughs> one, one, one aspect, too, which neither of us did play are the motion control Joy-Con games. And from what I've yeah. heard, like, people really enjoy like the bowling. And if you if you loved Wii Bowling back in the day, mm-hmm. um, this will definitely be worth it if you play it on your Switch, uh, especially, again, with so, uh, friends. I will, if I ever um, am able to try that out, I'll do an update on a future playcast because we used to do what we called Drunk Wii Bowling. And oh this was college. And when, or no, this was in college. This was in Germany. And so basically, if you didn't hit a, a strike or a spare, you had to take a drink or take a shot. And so, like, some of us got really good and others got really drunk. And <laughs> it was fun. Like, we were all having a great time. That was the classic, though, we bowling. So, if it does that, if it has the same kind of, like, mechanics, like the, um, you know, the physics then it'll be a really cool one. But, I mean, I, I think, honestly, you're not wrong, though. That is a really good selling point. Those of you that loved Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort with Wii Bowling, like, this might be it. Like, this is just how you play it on the Switch, which is really Yeah, cool. you're not going to get a Wii Sports on the Switch. This is pretty much they decided mm-hmm. to take the, what would have been Wii Sports and put it in with Clubhouse and make it all in one, which is the best yeah. of both worlds for, for the gamer. And for some reason, they have like all these little micro versions. So you can play five, um, five frame bowling, and then they have the ten frame bowling, and then they have trick bowling, like where it makes little patterns and you gotta knock them down. So at least they have that. But I tried it with the flick screen, and I don't recommend it that way because it was <laughs> like I would flick the same way twice, and one time it would go flying, the next time it's like really, really slow. Like I pushed it <laughs> really slowly down the lane, and yeah, I did real bad. But with the motion controls, hopefully it, it does it just like classic Wii Bowling. That would be that would be pretty fun. Yeah. 
I, I might be able to get my wife to play that one, though. We'll see. You gotta get her off the TV first. <laughs> gotta get her off the TV first. <laughs> I was like, I told her, I was like, yeah, because I mentioned, you know, Mrs. JP wants to you know, spend a little time with her husband. Um, and I was, she's like, no, I'll be playing Animal Crossing. We'll be fine. Go record. <laughs> like, okay. See, I didn't even know that before I got here because no one tells me anything. I just show up at the time and I find out. And, and I'm going heading down and my wife just like, have a good recording in the playcast. Have fun. You know, just <laughs> encouraging. I come down here. I'm ready to go. It's like, oh, yeah, JP's not joining. We what? He, I didn't now, know about this. Now, I will tell you, I am out of my game mentally, too, because my wife is also doing Weight Watchers, which means I'm supporting her and also doing Weight Watchers and eating very little calories. And I'm down like seven pounds or something. And it's crazy because I still work out and run all the time. And... So I'm out of my game at all times. And always hungry, too. It's, it's great. <laughs> but I want to support my wife. It's... Hungry hungry Jeffrey means no communication. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, I'm, like, falling asleep, going to bed. Like, like I'm, like, not doing my normal stuff. Uh, and um, not, to, not to mention that not only is the Switch Collector in, but also Black Box Challenge showed up, and I've been literally packaging those up um in my garage and yeah i did a few cool things like there's a very shiny um nintendo sleeve nes sleeve that the cartridges are going in and um the manual looks like it's a the tv in the game (laughs) and then i have some cartridges are silver and some are sparkly gray or sparkly silver and those are going to be randomly put in there. And I'm like, Barry, you don't even know which one you're getting. Because I'm not going to know which one you're getting. Like, nope. maybe you'll get one of them. And I, I think I have, like, ten of each. So there'll be, like, there's, like, 20 that'll be interspersed in the whole 200. Um, the whole 200 print run that I have. So that's a lot of games I have to assemble, by the way. Um, no no special treatment here. I have no idea what I'm getting. Mm-mm. And I, I want to kind of keep it like that because I want all the backers to be like, yeah, he, did, he didn't like just give it to all his friends. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'll probably wind up with a great cart. <laughs> wah, wah. That's okay. that yeah, just that's okay. does mean you have to open it to see. See, there's the, the mm, Yeah. I see what you're doing. But yeah. if I don't open it, it's like Schrodinger's game. Who knows? <laughs> it could be worth more that way. It's like the limited room black box, blind boxes, you know. It's true. This could be a breach and clear. <laughs> could be. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd say Clubhouse Games is cool. We actually, none of us, because as Barry said, we didn't communicate at all, really. Um, uh, we don't know what game we're doing for the week, so uh, I would we say. Do we're doing. Do we? we? We got the codes already, yeah. Oh, what are we playing? Bug Fables. Remember? Oh, we are playing Bug Fables. I, I completely set you up for that. I figured. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot. But <laughs> you, you forgot. Yeah. You saved your ass. You're welcome. Oh, you're always there. <laughs> so from what I'm tracking, Bug Fables is essentially um, another classic style Paper Mario game. It's something to tide us over until the new Paper Mario game comes out. Um, but it plays a lot like the classic GameCube Paper Mario, or the original Paper Mario. More like the original, I think. Okay. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, ironically, is like this is kind of RPG-ish, so um, it's going to pull me again away from Xenoblade. Damn it. I need to play more. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to try to, and I'm working full-time, so I'm going to try to play some. Um, but, 
Yeah, so everybody, definitely check out. It's I know it's available digitally. Um, no physical that I'm tracking. So, yeah. Should be should be cool. Huh? Do we know how much it is on eShop? I don't know. Time um, to make Google our friend. Let's see. Because Try I mean, not even to type the- like JP like feverishly. Like when he does it. <laughs> <laughs> when I tried to look, I'm on the site was... right now. It is available now, is what it says. Thanks, Nintendo. How about you just let me? How about you just let me play? Because it's, it's on a bunch of stuff. It's just like, like it's a, redeem code. Is it not available yet? No, it's available. It just says redeem code because we've already put it in. We already have it. Oh. I think it won't let us see the price because we've we've technically purchased it. So if I put it on um, shopping, it does say twenty dollars. I'm not sure if it is. Not sure if it is. And that one says Bug Fables: The Everlasting Sapling. It's an RPG following three heroes: V, Kabu, and Leaf. (laughs) So I mean. The thing is, and something that I heard uh, across the board by those that have reviewed it was, um, I didn't want to give it the time of day because it's bugs. But then when I played it, I couldn't stop playing it. And that's what they said. And I was like, I think that the art style looks pretty cool, actually. Um, Oh, yeah. Big fan of bees. Big fan of bees. Uh, You'll you'll like this. The Hudson Bee. I have a record playing this, but I'm not Okay, cool. But I started. Yeah, I mean, all the time Barry. Call him no time Barry. All the time Barry. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but Bug Fables should be a fun one. I completely forgot we were playing it. That's great. I'm actually excited because I've been wanting to try this one out. JP again coming through as he disappears on in the playcast ether. <laughs> I had to tell JP, though, that I was like, we haven't missed a week. Like, we, we got it. The show must go on. <laughs> so join us for Bug Fables. Maybe I'll play some for uh, Switchopedia Saturday, so that'll be pretty fun if I get pull myself away from uh, shipping out Switch Collectors books because that's my priority this weekend is getting every, all the backers their books sent out. Um, should we go on to the dollar challenge or should we talk about what yes. we got in? Oh, let's do the dollar challenge first. Then we can talk about that. Okay. Um, so since JP's not here, I'll take a page out of his book and not cheat, but cheat. Since I oh. get to go, since I think last time you said, oh, yeah, we tied or whatever. That's what JP yeah, we said. We tied. Yeah. But you go first. Yeah. So this game uh, was on the eShop, Super Sale, um, and it has a PS4 physical but no Switch physical. Really? game is Which Elliot is? Quest. Oh, yeah. It's Elliot Quest. <laughs> it was, it's normally $10 on sale for $0.09. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, you beat me. I didn't think you would beat me in price. <laughs> Nine cents for Elliot Quest. Like, oh my goodness. So, if anybody doesn't know, Elliot Quest is a um, a Metroidvania, uh, but more so it's like an 8-bit retro style adventure inspired by like Zelda 2. And it, you have a projectile where you're shooting with a bow and arrow. Um, I literally had to wait till tonight to play it a little bit, but um, I played through past the first boss, through the second stage section, leveled up a few times. Uh, it's developed by Play Everywhere, and yeah, essentially you just like 
you can't die, but you're running out of time. Uh, apparently, you must find a cure to a curse before you transform into a demon. Uh, it's really interesting because you, you run around, you jump. Um, it's a little bit slower paced because of the way that you shoot your arrow. But then as you upgrade, the arrow gets faster or shoots farther. Um, and so far, I've gotten like a hard upgrade. So there's a lot of Zelda. When you get the map like in, a, in an area, you, it looks like the, the Zelda 1 maps. Um, but it's like, it's a side-scrolling, like, Metroidvania. So, I mean, I think it's an awesome game. I'm, I'm surprised it doesn't have a physical, but, like, it's nine cents. So, am I going to spend <laughs> 30 dollars on a game when I just got it for nine cents? Like, yes. The yes. Is yes. <laughs> I mean, probably. It is a Metroidvania, and I love me some Metroidvanias, but my goodness. Um, but yeah, the, the game's awesome. Like, that's why I said I'm kind of cheating like JP, because it does have a physical um, yeah, on the yeah, PS4. Uh, does it have a physical on the Vita, too, or just PS4? I believe just PS4, but I will do just a quick check PS4. on Vita. But cool. I know it, it came from hard copy games on PS4. Okay. Um, so it is a limited, it wasn't like in stores. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Elliot Quest, I do not see on PS4, or PS Vita. Okay. But, I mean, it's awesome. It's Honestly, like I feel like it's perfect for handheld mode on the Switch. It really is. It is super cool. Uh, little little like graphics and stuff, but highly recommend it. Nine cents, get it, listeners, get it. Like it is nine cents right now. Normally ten dollars. Uh, what did you find, Bear? Well, I didn't cheat. Yeah. I didn't go. That's a half for, cheat, not a real cheat. I did. I didn't go for anything with a physical. I went for. A game. So my mine was not nine cents. Mine was uh, seven ninety nine, but on sale for ninety eight percent off. It came to ten cents. So you Ooh, just beat me. One uh, penny. In that regards. One penny. Um, the game is called Lazy Galaxy Rebel Story from Abso Dev, huh. and this is a rogue like sh- uh, shmup. And you are this robot, and you're on your way back to Earth, and like humanity pretty much lost the war and you're like waking up so there's all these story segments as you're flying towards earth doing all these stages but on your way every stage you rescue new pilots and the new pilots fly with you and you can change their formation they could be you know either above you and below you like a a t or a triangle kind of deal or Mm -hmm. they could all be in a line and they all fire when you fire they all have different shots they all have their own health bars and when one pilot goes down, they disappear, and you're now remaining with two. And if you wind up losing to the boss, like it shows you your progress on the boss's HP, and you start again with the next pilots that you've rescued until you run out of pilots. And I think there's like six stages or so, six or seven stages. I wound up beating it. And what's interesting is after each stage, it gives you six different uh, power-up options like oh this will make certain you know certain pilots shoot faster or this will make all your pilots shoot faster or this will make all your pilots do a little more damage um, and you could pick which one you want to get and go through and so every stage you're getting a little bit stronger and you can pick one of two ships to start with but there's four other ships that are unlockable by finding these candy uh, when you defeat certain enemies and if you have enough candy you can unlock that fighter and now use that fighter through subsequent playthroughs oh. and uh, it's really good uh, my only complaint is that like some of the story stuff it does slow down um, so you could read it but it was really hard for me to read it while trying not to get hit 
Um, one of the power-ups, though, that was really helpful is those coins. Um, when you defeat enemies, sometimes coins will appear. And one of the things is you could have coins. Every time you pick up coins, it actually heals you. So it's now like, oh, instead of just points, you could actually go as, like, health. And it heals all your ships at once, not, like, whichever one picks ah, it up. Ah, that's cool. So I really enjoyed this game. This game is well worth 10 cents if you like shmups, <laughs> if you like ro- roguelikes. I was surprised. I went into this thinking this is going to be a crappy game for 10 cents. Yeah. Like, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Another. I saw this on the eShop, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Shoot 'em up. Probably not good." Went to the next one. <laughs> That's yeah, all. Yeah, you know what? This this was well worth it. Like, I do recommend this for easily for ten cents if you like roguelikes and yeah. you like shmups. Um, this is well worth ten cents. Not even a, not even a so question. You've definitely sold me. Like, on I will be downloading it. Um, for sure, for ten cents. Like I, I saw a thing as I, I look it up as you're talking. And it says Gradius with heavy metal. Is there like oh, heavy the metal music movie? is actually really good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. For um, ten cents, like what the heck, people? What are you guys doing, developers? Stop doing this. Like no, keep doing this. I like my ten cent <laughs> game. <laughs> it, 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 again, I went in thinking this is going to be another crappy game. Yeah. And, and that's fine. Like you know, I like to give light to some of those crappy games because sometimes you can find enjoyment in the crappy ones, except yeah. for that Just Glide. That Just Glide can die in a fire. But <laughs> this game um, really was up there. Like this, this might be one of, if not my favorite, of these hundred-dollar challenge games at this point, okay. just because of how much uh, replayability there is into it, and it, it played well, and it was just a lot of fun. Nice. So I mean, again, we had two solid games. I mean, Ellie Quest is awesome. Like I didn't. I just wanted to get it because I'm like, ooh, I want this game. I've been waiting for a physical. Nine, nine cents, nine points. Like I have thousands of points sitting on the eShop because I don't cash them in. I guess JP uses his to buy things. I'm like, no, I just use mine for for cool digital stuff. And like now, I've been doing this dollar challenge myself for a while, just getting cool stuff. And like, I just got. <laughs> <laughs> the Elliot was today, so it's perfect. Now I'm gonna have to get Lazy Galaxy now. Damn. Well, see, it's one of those things where I'm trying to go for stuff that's digital only because I'm not gonna buy the stuff anyways normally, mm-hmm. and this gets me to play some digital only titles and talk about them because you know, and, and I don't think we're talking about like Rolling Gunner, which is getting a physical, but we did uh, we're doing Bug Fables, which right now is digital only, mm-hmm. but for the most part. This stuff like this will most likely never get a physical, which is sad. Like I would love to see a collection or a compilation of some of this stuff. Yeah. Because this is, this is the kind of game that, you know, it, it'd be a hard sell at forty bucks right now when it's ten cents on sale. But mm-hmm. if they added a little bit more, a little more pizzazz, and they they released it a twenty nine ninety nine budget title or even a nineteen ninety nine budget title, I think this would sell. I mean, or like with other games. Like we, well, I think we mentioned it like a few weeks ago, like doing like an indie compilation or something. I think that you were mentioning that, and I'm like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Like that would be cool. Like I just, yeah, because some, some and, and, and if you look, if those. you look it up, like maybe like this developers on other games too. You never know. I. Yeah, I mean. Japan has these compilations of stuff that mm-hmm. you know didn't get here, like this. Like the Mahjong and some goldfish scooping and like the smaller what, applications. What is it like the Chemco RPGs? There's a few of those that have four well, packs. Those, yeah, the, those those they in, on the Switch they're four packs and Limited Run decides to put them each separately on the PS4. Ah, uh, see, see now 
Let's do a soapbox, Barry. I would say One you of win. Even came today, actually. And, and Barry, you win this week because I have cheated. Um, <laughs> uh, just because you have it physically, I know you do because you collect it all. Um, I do have it on PS4. Yes. Yeah. So let's get on a soapbox. How do you feel about companies like Limited Run taking games that could easily be combined together by the same developer and like split, like Blaster Master, two, like one and two, because. Yep. Like, you can, obviously, we've seen companies do two-pack games. We've seen companies do four-pack games. Like, so, what do you think about, like, like, I mean, because I'm split, I'm not going to lie, because as a collector, I do like to have individual things. But yes. if it's part of the same series, like a Blaster Master Zero One and Zero Two, and then when you put it in your Switch, it splits it into two apps anyways kind of like some other games that we've had i mean what is it the oinkin and odalis collection from east asia soft that one does it and it splits it into two so that's pretty cool so like what do you think about that stuff i'm, I'm split i'm not split i am 100 <laughs> percent for compilations and i'll say why Mm-hmm. The biggest reason why I stopped as a collector getting collector's editions, unless it's a game I'm truly interested in, is space. I've started emptying boxes. I've started you know, mm-hmm. getting rid of stuff because I'm running out of space. And the bigger the collection, the more space it takes up. Yeah. When you have games, even like you, know, you said Blaster Master, Zero and Zero Two, I'm getting them. I'm getting the standards. I'm not getting the big punky collector's editions but they got me on that one <laughs> i bought the whole kit and caboodle I'm, I'm getting it all i'm a big blaster man but i'm a big fan of the series i've had it since i was a kid i have it cib on the nes they got me. i mean i'm getting i'm getting that on the switch on the ps4 but i'm getting the regulars but when it goes on the shelf they're going to be next to each other and now they're taking up two spaces instead of one mm-hmm. and if that's the only example of it if you got 10 games it's no big deal but when you've got hundreds upon hundreds of games and you you look at it and say, wow, I could take you know, 10, 15, 20 of these titles and combine them. That's 10, 15, 20 extra spots you now have on your shelf. That adds up. Would you, Barry, instead of having the retail, get like a custom case like Nintendo if, if they would do like a double cartridge slot? You know, I can't do that. Because um, you like the retail. Because as it, it, to me, it's about the value. Um, and I'm, I've, I've done things like that in the well, past. That, that's why I ask, because you've done it with, like, your Japanese covers, and you've had them in English, and you still keep the other one. Well, keep, well that doesn't that take out. up any extra room. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, even as a kid, I, you know, made a case for, like, my action replay on the GameCube, and, you know, I, I did the Game Boy Player. I made a little case for it to put it there. With all but the those other didn't really games. have real cases. The, these would You're have right. real cases. You these would just be making... Cases. One that would hold both. You know, like Link's crossbow training. I I made a, a mock case for it and put the little sleeve in it because I, I think never I did that for the Wii. I think yeah, I, did I never that had for a real big thing. So it's one of those. Uh, if there's no case for it, that's a different different beast. It's a whole other category. But if it has a real retail case, it, to me, that's part of the value. And while I don't plan on selling my collection, I know there's going to come a point in time when either I have to sell or my wife has to sell because something happened to me or my kids look at me and I'm like in the 80s and they're like, <laughs> really? Are we going to play these? Let's get rid of these. And I know then the value 
is gonna you know anything they're gonna bury you with your switch games Barry maybe when Barry Barry no. <laughs> but, but honestly like right now I'm looking at my PS4 wall and my yeah. PS4 wall is so full that I have stacks on the ground waiting to go into it there's no room on the wall and I'm I have to take uh, variant covers and steel books and put them in a box to put in my storage room not getting rid of for the collection, but just to put more unique games on the wall. And the crazy thing about that is I only have one actual sports game up there, which is a Madden I got for 50 cents. Uh, everything else is, is either retail releases or limited releases, and limited run is a big factor in that. And, mm-hmm. and if I had all those Kemco RPGs um, all in like you know three packs or four packs instead of each individual, that would help. And, and I understand you know with certain things like like if they did Blaster Master Zero in year one of the switch and now they're doing blaster master zero two mm-hmm. fine i'm fine with that because they came out at different times but when you don't yeah do it, i i agree do i agree and and you do it all together put them all there but don't do the crap come way don't be here's resident evil four five and six but you're really only getting four or resident evil zero and one and you're only getting uh, you know zero don't yeah. do that do it where they're all on the cart if they can't all be on the cart, then give us separate carts and do it separate releases but do it, do it right. Compilations are fine. I don't think people really have a problem with it. In fact, it's more well, convenient than anything else. And you know else. why people have an issue with Blaster Master Zero and Zero Two is because they're smaller games. So yeah. they um, potentially, I don't know the size of the games. I didn't. I'm not googling it right now. But they would even be potentially under the two gig size. So the smallest card. Like I see why like Capcom would do it is if it's going to be one of those like 32 gig huge expensive expensive cards because you know you put all three resident evils on but it or they something could easily charge us for it i think people yeah, would buy they it could. yeah especially when they do things like that in japan you know like square enix they gave us final fantasy 10 in in uh, america but 10 2 was download but in asia they did 10 and 10 2 on the card that kind of stuff confuses the hell out of me I'm not gonna lie i don't know how or why they do that in certain regions and don't i mean i know why the reason is is they do it for asian english countries and they have to print a much smaller run than they do for the united states or in canada which is much bigger in mexico and, and all that oh, so okay. for them to do a, a two million print run of the smallest card and uh you know a ten thousand print of a bigger card it makes sense for them to do it but at the same time, they could just print all of the cheaper if they really wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and even like that Final Fantasy X, for example, um, that's out of print in Asia. I don't know if you know that. Like that's going up in value. It's like two hundred dollars really? or something now. Yeah. Oh, is it like because wasn't there a certain version, or is it because it's on this because ten two is on the card and it's the only way to have it physically. So because I remember people posted, I'm like, oh, it's available online and it's still cheap, so I bought it. And if people are like, oh, there's the double thing. I'm like, oh, so I, I'm going to be getting it overseas whenever it shows up. But like, it'll probably be the one with the downloadable 10-2. Um, ironically, though, I'm probably never going to play 10-2. I'll play 10. So, uh. <laughs> well, the U.S. version has 10 on the card, too. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, compilations to me are great because they save space. And they, they're, they're convenient. I mean, one of the biggest, biggest uh, advocates for digital, well, two of them. One is space. And two is, I'm lazy, I don't want to get up and switch cards. You mentioned even before, you uh, have to take Xenoblade out, do I really want to? Yeah. Um, so, if you put in one card, poop, 
here's four games, and you plan on playing all four of those games, now you don't have to take out that card till you're done. Mm. And that's convenience. Mm-hmm. And when you put it back in your shelf, it's one space as opposed to four. Yeah. So that's yeah. three more games you can now fit on that shelf. Yeah, I so. mean, I actually migrated my Switch collection up to the fourth shelf, and now it's into my backlog shelf. I had, like, my top uh, seven games I wanted to play from the backlog. I have four games now that have progressed up there, which was the ones that we talked about last week. And Romance and Saga still in the red tent. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> I have no other horizontal game. So I was like, oh, man, it's sad times. So I got to start encroaching onto my... Onto my display side, and, and that's why you have yours front facing for display, and I it's can't fun. do that because it's I have fun. no room for it. You have a lot more games, though. Like you're going for yes. everything, all of the things. No, I'm not. I'm not JP crazy. I'm going well, for full. My USA. thing is though is that <laughs> once I fill up this next shelf, though, I might just make make a new sh- or because I have other shelves, I might like transition somewhere else and recreate the collection because I I like having front facing because it reminds me of a rental store. And that's yeah. like my child nostalgia. So when I get to look at the games, it's like, all right, these are some of my favorites. And I just look and remember some of the episodes that we did. And like, <laughs> it's just it's just really cool. So I don't want to like change it. And then when I look at the games that are in my backlog shelf, I'm like, ooh, I still want to play Trials of Mana. It's right there looking at me every time. Game. It's looking at me. The Messenger looking at me. Like so many. <laughs> so, um... So what games we got in? I got in one, so mine's easy. Yours is really easy. Yeah, I got in a game from overseas. I got in Mech Extermination Force by Super Rare Games. So, oh, nice. Yeah, it looks really cool. A <coughs> um, little bit of a, you know, from the creator of the Gunman Clive series, open. <laughs> and we have uh, the cards and a nice little manual. Um, a classic, you know, Super Rare does do, um, you know, eight eight-page manuals or ten-page manuals. A little bit smaller, but they do a manual, so I'm happy. Um, you always get the classic-themed sticker with it, and you know I, I do like that they give you a little, like, thank you for supporting Super Rare. And my favorite thing, though, is that when Super Rare launches, they have the, uh, the game available like within a week or two, so they're already shipping. Um, I haven't actually bought the newest one yet um, that's available online. That just went on yesterday there. Yeah, I, I didn't buy that three one. Packs, so nice. It, I think it's uh, running out too. Is it? Yeah. I'll have to, that's one thing that I have to do almost every week now is like kind of go to all the sites and just kind of refresh and go. All right, did I miss anything? Because I mean, you've mentioned it before in the playcast, and JP gets offended. It's like I can't follow his tweets. He's so many that like oh, I get off work and I'm like, all right, so I can't follow the two thousand posts he's done. So um. I'm going to look at none of it, or I'll see what pops up real quick on the feed. Like, it's how it works. Like, if I was had internet access or Twitter access throughout the day, it'd be a different story, but I am in, like, a bubble when I'm at work. I'm in a hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I get out of that hole. All I have is email access. So if anybody needs to get a hold of me, it's on email during the day. That's it. No cell phone access. Can't be anything. No distractions. Speaking of JP, he is posting right now on Facebook. <laughs> of course he is, because he's spending time with his wife. See what I mean? Like, we tell him, oh, yeah, you need to spend time with her. He's posting Twitter and Facebook. And he's like, well, I didn't have a whole lot of time to spend with my wife. You, you've had opportunities, man. <laughs> Eight minutes ago, he posted that Mad Rat 
Dead is up for pre-order on Amazon, and the special edition, the pounding edition, is at NAS America's store. That sounds like a porn game. Let's see what it is. Bad <laughs> Rat Dead, the pounding edition. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what are, we, what are we talking about? That way JP can participate with his porn game. Um, <laughs> Mad Rat Dead actually looks pretty cool. There's like a little um, on Nintendo Soup, I guess, they posted um, a really cool-looking like collector's edition. The art looks pretty rad. I get the uh, standard edition. Another example. Thing. What I mean. Oh, um, I, I absolutely would get the standard for this because I mean, again, so where's our collect? Where's our nostalgia for this? Right? Like, there's okay. a cool like cassette tape, I guess, with price and music on it. So you did a cassette tape. Um, you know, that's a good nostalgia thing. Um, it looks fun though. Looks like a little beat 'em up or something. Maybe an action game. Maybe who knows? Maybe we'll do it for the playcast someday. But cool, JP participated. See that everybody? He was here. He was here through Barry. He's here in spirits. He's not with us here, but he's here posting on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> so, is there anything else we need to cover, like outside well, of like we need to know I what we need to know what you bought? Yeah. Uh, so I got in a couple things. Um, a lot of it is just stuff. Some of it that I forgot about because it's just the COVID shipping is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got in Hotline Miami, the Special Reserve, and okay. the Limited Run versions. So I got. I'm that. like thinking, like, did I forget to order that? Like, probably not. I usually order everything from Special Reserve. Uh, Maybe I'm just waiting. Check. I'm just uh, waiting. I got the uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath, which is just a code in the box. Which oh, it's so annoying. Um, so keep the original one, but I did get that in. The physical. Um, I got oh, the Railway cool. Empire, which came out today. Um, I did not get Burnout Revenge yet. That is, or uh, Paradise. That is coming uh, via Tuesday because Amazon is slower shipping right now. I did get TT Isle of Man 2, which I ordered from Base.com a month ago. It took a month to get here. Um, so that just randomly showed up today. So that was kind of interesting. That did not get a U.S. release. I also got my Xenoblade European Collector's Edition to get the Steelbook, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. That came in from Amazon, which thankfully they went back up and they kept my order, but it was the really delay in terms of shipping. But once they shipped it, it got here pretty quickly. But I do have that now, so thankfully that's, you know, I have all the Steelbooks again. <laughs> and I got one other thing, which was my Evercade. I got the Evercade all-in-one uh, bundle from fun stock with the case and the coin and all that uh, okay 10 games that showed up that showed up again oh stupid quickly it was they announced that they had all the shipments out and i was like wait all the shipments and i was like oh oh that's what that dhl was email i got yesterday and the next day i got it like it was there in two days oh, cool. <laughs> i was like oh my god so, so yeah. um so jp posted something online with the evercade and they did an upgrade or an update with the button mapping he's like now you have to buy it jeffrey and i'm like okay so i bought it um i don't have it yet like i think because when I got it on Funstock, I did the whole 10-pack like you did. It was already kind of sold out, so I think I'm yeah. waiting for a while. You're in the, you're in the next batch. Basically. Yeah, that's so fine. That's fine. I mean, that's that's the way to go because you get so much cheap. You got like so much. You got like the system for free, uh, and you get the case for free, and you get the coin. I kind of so. just like the um, the fact that they put like Mega Cat and Pico Interactive on there and stuff. Yeah. Like like if it was just the arcade compilations, I might have skipped 
this whole thing. But the fact is, is that they have indie stuff and newer stuff. So to me, it's um, and it's not even indie. Like Pico, like has actual licenses. But yeah. to me, it's like okay, that's a cool, different thing. It's different. So I like. Did that. you see the the newest cartridge they announced? The Dizzy Links? Games. Oh, the Dizzy. Oh, is it Dizzy Games too? You know how you can get that. You go to there's this guy Chris Wilkins who does an Amiga book that's available on Kickstarter, and you can actually back it on there and get it for and get it on his Kickstarter. The Evercade signed game? signed by the developers of Dizzy. Really? Yeah, it's on Kickstarter. Yeah, like well, cause cause like I go a little bit back with Chris because he's a really cool dude. He was actually going to like if I could if it would have made sense monetarily like do my European distribution. Like the dude does like Commodore books and stuff, and it's on Kickstarter. It's like Zap maybe sixty four is one of those. Like he does a ton of them, and it's on. I will look it up right now so that way the listeners actually know what the yeah. name of the Kickstarter is, and you'll be able to Google it while I'm, while we're finishing up here. Um, I'm looking, like, because I've backed Lords of Exile, and that dude keeps posting so many updates. <laughs> Lords of Exile is all over. I'm still going down. I had an update on Wonderful 101. Um, yeah, that's shipped for me. Oh, I didn't get it yet. I haven't. I didn't seen get it. it yet, but it's shipped, so I should oh, probably God. get it soon. Okay, that's weird. It's not even in my top like twenty-five emails. That is weird and wild. Uh-uh. Let me just click on. Kickstarter. Listeners are like, "What are you doing, Jeffrey? What are we doing? What are we doing?" We're, I'm looking Wait, on Kickstarter. While, while you're looking mind. that up, you know, I'm I'm Finish I'm up. excited about the Evercade just because it's it's a new handheld with interchangeable cartridges and like yeah, we were yeah. just talking about it's compilations um okay for, for those that you found it found it it's called the fusion 2021 annual um the so you fusion get or the fusion the fusion fusion's all caps and for 45 dollars you get the uh, Fusion Dizzy Blaze. You get a copy of the 120-page hardback annual limited edition print of Fusion Dizzy, signed by the Oliver Twins, and a copy of the Oliver Twins Evercade collection, signed by the Oliver Twins. So you get a print of, of Dizzy with it, and the game. I don't see for $45. It says uh, pledge 36 euro, about $45. Um, there's 122 backers in that tier. Oh, okay. I see. Oh, Fusion Dizzy Blaze. Ah, yeah, that's what it is. It's Fusion there it is. Dizzy Blaze. So, um, the only reason why I knew that he did that is, well, number one, he's done, like, um, he's worked with, I guess he lives right by the Oliver Twins or something, but he's released a couple of NES games that they had the code to, and he released them physically. Um, some a couple different games. It was pretty cool. So, like, I just have him. I, I think I just... I don't know if I just follow him on email. I'm on his email list or something. And I, I, I keep on seeing the Fusion stuff. I'm like, oh, it's cool. It's cool. I kept procrastinating. And then he said the Evercade thing. It was, like, the day after I bought the, the whole collection. I'm like, oh, yep. <laughs> Got to back it. Because, like, it's signed by the people. That's, like, what JP always yeah. talks about. Like, oh, I like to get my stuff signed. And, like, there's your I agree. I, I love I love getting you know things signed because yeah. the game developers are really the stars of the show, and some of them are really fantastic, and uh, I oh, um, love to give them. 
the life. Like it's like, oh, I have this picture signed by you know Tom Hanks, or you know that's cool. But I'd rather have the game jacket signed by the developer team. Like to me, they're, oh, they're the real cool. celebrities. So ironically, I looked up my special reserves for Hotline Miami. Um, mm-hmm. It was shipped uh, nine days ago, and it shows current right. shipment locations like right down the road from my house. So it's like uh, so you probably get it tomorrow right there. But like, why is it there? Like, what the heck? <laughs> well, I just got that today. All right, so I got oh, today. Oh, okay. Tomorrow, so okay, so I only got one game. So of course, so ironically, but I did get like an entire like all of my sleeves and styrofoam for the NES game. I got the Switch arcades in, um, which means I have almost outside of the wooden book covers, I have almost all the pieces for the Switch collector now to go out. One thing that we're gonna do. Um, with black box challenges, we're going to ship out all the games. When I say we, I mean me. Um, I'm going to ship out all the games. I was doing the JP saying we when it's really just him posting all this stuff. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to be uh, shipping out the games before the book is ready. I may be having to change the artist for the uh, black box challenge book because like, it's been two months and the dude's given me like one or two images. And they're in the manual. But, like, I told him, I was like, dude, like, I don't want this to be, like, another four months, and I still get an order, and, like, so backers are waiting, like, six months to get their book when, like, I need to find an, an artist that's able to do, bla- it's all it is is black and white line drawings, like, I was like, there's a lot of art to be done, and I'm, you know, it's still, it's a commissioned thing, so, like, if I'm paying somebody to do some art, I need to get the stuff because I don't want the backers to wait for, like, a year to get their book. But I am shipping all the games separately, so that way everybody can get their games now. Um, I'm also going to shoot out, because every tier for Black Box Challenge comes with the ROM. So I'm going to give everybody the ROM so they can play it. So in case they're like Barry and don't want to open the game to keep the uh, innate yeah. value, um, they'll be able to at least play it on their computer the EverDrives, I think, had the mappers updated where it supports Mapper 30 now, which is the homebrew mapper. So should be interesting uh, to see if it, people are able to play it on their EverDrives. I know I couldn't previously, but, I mean, I never tried because I literally helped make the games. I made the games, so. And then Switch Collector uh, is going to be going out soon. I do know that I'm shipping the books separately again from the items because it's either I ship them from the warehouse or I ship them from the warehouse to me and then have to manually package them up into a bigger box to ship them out to people when I'll just anybody who has add-on items those are going to come out from me directly um, a few people asked me to sign some stuff like the closable so I got to make sure I remember to sign his before I ship it yeah, over to yeah I'll take a signed one too no <laughs> deny we were just talking about how you know the, the, the you know those rock stars, man. I'm trying to give you a rock star. Um, give me speaking a, a of, speaking where's my energy of, drink? You said you're gonna give me a rock star. <laughs> I'll give you an energy drink. Um, speaking of that uh, Kickstarter, um, for those listening, as of yeah. this recording right now, there's 29 oh, yeah. hours left, so it's almost at the end. Um, I did tweet out when I backed it, so if you do follow me on you know on Twitter. Um, you will see that, and hopefully you can get it too if you want a copy because it it's so you, definitely. You know what that funded. means, Barry? What? Let's let's see if uh, the listeners can can say this, and if you do see this, leave us a message. I bet you JP's going to retweet it without giving Barry credit. Let's see if he does it. <laughs> <laughs> he did that a couple times to you, like recently, and I'm like, watch JP's gonna be like, oh my god, you can get a physical signed, 
And he's, uh, he's like, oh, I found it on my own. We're like, um, we I called you out on the podcast. I, I didn't do the credit. You got the credit. You told me right here. People heard it. You know, you got the credit. For I don't I'm just credit. tweeting it out. I'm not the Twitter master like JP, though. <laughs> I'm just, no. like, if, on the, if anything, I'm a slacker because I backed it a while ago. I should have. So that way you would have known about it before we talked about it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, got 47,585, you know, pledged out of 7,460 goals. So it's it's beyond funded that's what's uh, crazy is he's such a huge following in europe like it's so cool like i'm i'm honestly i'm very envious of him like because i'm like man i do books i'll get forty-seven thousand. but he does so many cool items with it though that's it like you literally backed it because of that piece right yep like you wouldn't have otherwise but like there's people like in europe that are just all part of that computer scene and he has the people doing the artwork from the original magazines. Like, he hits every nostalgic itch from Europe, um, which I think is really cool. It's a perfect way to do it. And he's, like, completely passionate about it. I I definitely can't uh, rave enough about uh, what Chris Wilkins does. He's awesome. Um, oh, he just got – if he's listening, you know, he's got another <laughs> supporter right here. <laughs> I don't know if he plays the Switch even. He probably uh, – maybe probably he does. Not. Maybe he does. Let's hope he does. That's oh, my. Cool. Oh, my. But um, we got anything else? Is it – are we good? Well, I, we don't know what's coming this week because JP usually yeah. puts that out. And, well, we'll just overload him next here. week. And we'll be like, do not talk about Clubhouse games. What's available for the last <laughs> two weeks? Um, yes. Do we want to? Um, do I want to do my my classic? Let's steal a JP's IP for him. You want to? Go for it. I'm trying to navigate on his convoluted website. Let's see. The <laughs> week of June 14th. So that's well, this that's week. this past week. Mm-hmm. This next week. week he hasn't made it yet. Well, no, it's what's upcoming on the Switch this week. So let's see. But, but of course. So happened. when you when you click on the link, it goes to all the links instead of to the post. Thanks, JP. Yeah, but but what you need is the one. week of the twenty first, which he hasn't made yet. He's working on, and he usually reads it off here before he posts it. So um, so JP is doing a giveaway to win an eShop code for Ploid Saga from Nape Games. <laughs> um, it ends on June tenth, aka it's already done. Thanks, JP. The, all his giveaways on his post are already ended, by the way. The other one for Bib and Tina ended on the 16th. He posted that on the the one that he because posted. Because that's for this previous week. <laughs> no, he posted this six days ago, Barry. you got to pay attention. He posted this six yeah, days ago. The, six days ago was the 13th. This is Giveaway the number two week. ended on the 10th. He posted it on the oh, 13th. Well, then that's- then that's just JP. <laughs> I'm like, trying dude. to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, no, JP's funny. <laughs> well, the other one ended the 16th, so that's yeah. 13, 16, that's fine. He yeah, probably he has... just forgot to delete it. Well, I was just going to go over here and look at his last week's post to see if there's anything. Um, so, funny thing, uh, the game we were talking about was Super Rare's Graceful Explosion Machine. Um, yes. JP didn't realize that all the pink missiles look like um, male uh, male carpet parts. <laughs> really? Yeah, if you look at it, they're purposely designed like that. So that's pretty funny. Um, so today, uh, the day of this co- co- recording, Burnout Paradise is out. Um, Ion Fury is out. Mega Party, a Toon Tough Adventure is out in Shop for Mega Store. Uh, Railway Empire is out at Best Buy. So, those are the games that came out uh, this week. I definitely pre-ordered Iron Fury, 
And the knucklehead that I am, somebody posted something about it, and I pre-ordered it on another website because I'm a dork. Uh. <laughs> I don't. I, I I don't remember if I pre-ordered it or not, but I don't didn't see any shipping confirmation. But so much is being held over in Europe. So. If you didn't, I have an extra copy, and you can have mine. Did it Did it arrive yet? No, neither arrived. Like I pre-ordered it twice on accident. Didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> I might even have it pre-ordered. I just don't even know. Like so much of the stuff now, it's just it just well, sits there. And it's just like Wizard of Legends available for a limited run. I'm looking at it, I'm like I don't know if I pre-ordered that, and I definitely want a copy. I don't well, know. That's, I, I think it's an open pre-order. Yeah, but I I don't know. So I have to go to the site, then I have to Google it, and so that's like a a real thing, Barry. Like we're gonna be into the point where we forget what we pre-order and we might not get something in, and then we gotta find it. Um, just like the NISA, uh, NIS America limited editions, like the printing one and two, like I want printing one and two on the Switch. Um, I've just been procrastinating because I don't want to pay $60 for the just desserts well, edition. Get, there's the standard editions on Amazon. Is there? Uh, maybe I'll have yeah. to pre-order it N- NIS America is just doing limited editions, and some of those are not exclusive. The way you can tell is if the box has the Switch logo on it, like mm-hmm. in the top left corner, it's not exclusive. If Because it has to have that logo to be sold in retail stores or Amazon or something like that, Best Buy. So if it has that logo, that means it's going to be everywhere. If it doesn't have that logo, that means it's going to be exclusive. Like, I have the Trails of Cold Steel 3 coming from NIS America. That is exclusive from their store. Um, and I again, that's one. I love that series. I'm attached to this, this character's Steelbook as well. So I had to go with that. I just but. go down and I get sad and I see that first press and I'm like, man, I really want my first triple pack and they have the second triple pack. Yeah. I'm like, yep. I really want it. And so what I heard was is that Shadow Bug had a printing error or something, so they put it back so that way we all get a perfect copy. So, I mean, it I'm was that. yeah, it was literally like they have a reason and they have really given us um, a whole new world ahead of time. So that's pretty cool. And what about one press? Though I'm still waiting for for death squared to get my triple pack there oh really oh man yeah i don't know that's it'll, it'll do i want and carol blaster but <sighs> i'm have to sit and wait for death squared and i have no idea what's going on with that not a big fan of all that stuff like they, it'll they, do it's great yeah but i like like companies like like the triple packs i get it but i'm not a big fan of just like having to wait forever to get my trip i I might be done i might be done with triple packs after this except for super rare i think i'm done with triple packs super rare is proven time and time again to come through yeah well they're also they get their games in hand right yeah um interestingly is ng dev team is that still available for Gunlord, it is not the limited edition. The standard one is. And interestingly, it says less than one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine units available. Like okay, <laughs> like why? They're still stuck over there because they're not shipping to America right now. But they didn't put less than two thousand units, but less than one thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. <laughs> because it looks like there's less. It's it's the the whole reason. Are they fooling us, Barry? <laughs> it's the reason why everything else is you know one like nineteen ninety nine because if you look and see something for twenty dollars in your brain you see the two first, which is higher than if you see the one first from nineteen ninety nine and psychologically uh, oh it's only nineteen ninety nine you don't think it's twenty dollars it's <laughs> so um interestingly one thing that JP would see um people um mentioned about whenever he'd post the switch collector was how much shipping was mm-hmm. um so my store like in integrated some kind of shipping calculator on it so now i have my standard weight-based shipping that i have always had 
than I did with the calculator just to do the weight based. But then now you can also click on when you when you check out on my site when you like buy the Switch Collector, it'll also give you a calcul an exact calculation for that second on what it costs to get it to your country or wherever. So and people can choose whatever one's less and I'm okay with that. Like if they, if it ends up being a little bit more um, on the calculator and I'm giving it to you for a better deal, cool. If it's costing less now, cool. Like however it works because every country is a little different too. And I know one, I looked on there and I was like, what the heck? And I saw the, like the price. So my charge I think was like 20 bucks or something and ended up costing like $50 to ship it to their country. Like wow. from, from my warehouse, and I was like, oh, I might want to update some of my default ones. <laughs> so I had to had to change it for certain countries because I can do it by country too. But um, yeah, because like Canada is obviously not as expensive as going to Australia. Australia is like the worst. It's like I think it's gonna cost sixty dollars to ship just the book, the Switch Collector book. Ah, <sighs> it's crazy, and I subsidize a lot of shipping for the Kickstarter backers. No, can't do it for the uh, for for life. But I definitely subsidize those that supported backing. So I appreciate everybody that supported. Um, so is that about it? I think that's about it. That's about it. Oh, my gosh. We could put a bow on it. So, um, <laughs> Where can they find you? Yeah, they can find us on anchor.fm slash switchmania, which is where you can find our podcast. Um, also... Make sure you record uh, your favorite item in your Switch collection. Favorite thing that you've had. And if you record it, we'll add in our favorites into the episode. We can't guarantee we'll add them all if we get like 100 or something. But we will add you to the episode, our favorites for sure. If you only get a couple, they'll all be in there. Um, but you can find me at HagensAlley.com, which is where all my books are. I am at HagensAlley on Facebook and the Twitter. And on Instagram at Hagen's Alley Books. You could find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You could find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And then if you guys want me to continue to do the Switchopedia Saturdays, go ahead and uh, let us know. Because um, I absolutely enjoy it, but there's some Saturdays where I've like been outside and all day, and I'm like, I'm just gonna lay on the couch and play Xenoblade or whatever. That's why I did like the last weekend before. It's like I'm just gonna lay on the couch. So, <laughs> but if people are missing it, and I I had definitely had a, a core group that would come on and and hang and chat, which was really fun. I enjoyed it, but you know I have to instead of sitting on my couch, I'm sitting in a, in my office chair playing. So it's a little bit different. But if people want me to, I definitely will, will continue it on because it's fun. Um, but anyways, uh, we will see you next week when we're playing Bug Fables. Bug Fables. And, and hopefully JP will actually show up this time. I mean, you can hold your breath till then, Barry. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think that is a very wise idea. No. It'll be long gone. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, Barry, we will uh, take it easy, and we'll see you next week. Have a good one. (laughs) 